You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. This is episode number 104, and I'm so glad you joined me today. If you've missed some of the past episodes, you can always go back and binge listen on your favorite platform. It's on all the platforms. So I encourage you to do that if you want to hear some of the guest interviews or if you want to listen into episode number 100 where my husband interviewed me. That was kind of a fun one too. So this week I have a guest. Her name is Betty Predmore and I want to tell you a little bit about her because if you're looking for resources, if you're a mom especially, you're going to love her website, MomSense Incorporated. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes. And at the end of the episode, we'll be talking more about that. She's an author, a speaker, a ministry leader who enjoys connecting with and loving women through the love of Jesus. And she also shares the word of God with them. She's a wife and a mother of seven children, including biological and adopted children. And her ministry, Mom Sense, reaches women across the country with a motto of mentorship, connection, and service. She's a blogger and she has guest bloggers and just so many resources there. So you're going to want to go to momsenseinc.org. And again, there's going to be a link in the show notes. So keep listening and we'll talk more about how you can discover Betty's resources. But I really want to lead into the story and the interview. We come into the beginning of the interview talking about an experience that Betty shared in the Life Repurposed book and how her family found themselves along the side of the highway with their belongings strewn all over the place and how Betty bypassed a meltdown or a full-on meltdown in that experience. So here she is telling that part of her story. Betty, thank you so much for joining me today on Life Repurposed. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So we're going to be talking about your story in the Life Repurposed book. One of the things you talk about is a road trip. So I want to know as we get rolling today, where is your favorite place to go on a family road trip? Uh, We camp. We're campers. Um, I'm actually at the campground right now. And (laughs) that's where we were headed on my road trip that time was camping. We love to camp. We've upgraded our camping a little bit from (laughs) tent to RV, but we're still campers. So we started out as tent campers when our kids were little, or it was more of a pop-up tent, like a really old-fashioned, archaic pop-up tent thing. Then we had a little pull-behind trailer. We never got as far as RV. Our kids grew up before we could do that. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. So um, it has been for just a ton of memories and a ton of laughs (laughs) and a ton of, you know, just fun experiences with them. So that's what we like to do in our spare time. We made a lot of memories too. I do remember though how tent camping was so much more work because you have to pack up so much stuff and it's not like you have an RV to keep it in. Exactly, which led (laughs) to my problem on that particular day (laughs) is trying to get all my stuff in there. So I totally get it. Yeah, so you, we won't give away the entire story, but I do want to talk about it a little bit because it's such a significant part of your journey in your own personal development. So uh, it sounded like you had a minivan full and also um, one of those tow behind hitch type things piled up with stuff. Yes, and and the luggage 
track on top of oh, the minivan the piled up stuff. <laughs> it was horrific. So, you know, I, I think most people probably don't camp like that, but I'm just like <laughs> uh, OCD about having every single thing I need. And in my defense, we had just gotten these three kids. We, we were still fostering them. They weren't <laughs> adopted yet. We, we ended up adopting them, but it was our first vacation that we were taking them on. And, you know, you just want it to be perfect and yeah. have everything you need. And so, yeah, it was, we were loaded down. Yeah. And then when you're camping, you have to also bring bedding. So you literally have to bring everything and the kitchen sink. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly <laughs> what I titled the picture, everything but the kitchen sink. And, and I don't know about you, but you know, when you camped, my husband is just an overachiever. So we have our big three bedroom tent for, you know, everybody can, you know, have their space. <laughs> and then we have a, a separate, just open, you know, one room tent where we can eat and put the kids toys and, you know, store our stuff. And then we even had a shower tent. Wow. So you could, yeah. So, I mean, it was really over the top. Oh, we and did that so. too. We took the screen house with us. And then, <laughs> you know, yeah. And then you have to have some games and stuff to do. Uh -huh, <laughs> toys. And, you know, I had to have a high chair because I had a little one. And, yeah, just all kinds of. <laughs> yeah. So I can't remember exactly the circumstances of how you ended up stopped alongside the highway, but I think it was that somebody was pointing at your car. Yeah. Well, they were actually honking at us and pointing <laughs> and it's like, okay, there's either something wrong here or, you know, they just want to murder us on the side of the highway. We need to pull over and let it happen. So my husband said, you know, I think there's a problem. I'm going to pull over and check, you know? So that's how we even knew we were just coasting along. Um, quite nicely. <laughs> I was snoozing quite nicely. <laughs> so in your case, I'm thinking a, a flat tire actually would have been more pleasant than what you experienced. Yes, I would have much preferred the flat tire. But in hindsight, it would have been a lot less funny later on. Right. You know? So yeah. So for our <laughs> listeners, tell us, tell us why the people were honking at you. Well, um, my husband had tied just everything to everything on, on the back um, little hitch trailer on the roof everywhere and apparently some of the rope wasn't as good as he thought it was <laughs> and so we were dragging our luggage down the highway and uh yeah that was interesting it was a interesting experience and anyone who's listening who doesn't know this if you drag your luggage down the highway wherever it's dragging it will shred all the clothes right inside of there so <laughs> And you leave them we sprinkled on the and highway. Well, that, you know, that's, you know, pulling over and noticing that and, and um, realizing, okay, I'm picking all these suitcases up, but I'm not picking up the one that has, you know, me and my husband's clothes in it. Where is it? You know, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and so that's where the real adventure came was locating our luggage and, and where we found it and how we got it, our clothes back was just too funny. Yeah. So I was chuckling because um, anybody who's ever had a piece of paper fly out of their car and they're trying to chase it down the road because you described that with your undergarments. And so yep. I'll let the readers discover that. But I was laughing <laughs> because I could just picture what that would be like to be chasing panties around the highway. Oh, yeah, with people honking at you and swerving <laughs> around you. It was just, I, you know, I had one uh, person has already messaged me that has read the book. I'm not sure if it was someone who was also a collaborator in the book or not, but um, 
I'm not a laugh out loud person, but that just made me bust up. (laughs) I'm like, God, I'm glad you got a laugh out of that. We laugh about it now too, but in the moment it just wasn't, it, it just so was not funny, you know? Right. And it just triggered me, you know, and it was a, a real eye opener as Mm -hmm. to, you know, what triggers us and how we react in moments of when things don't go our way. Yeah. You know, I could really relate to you in it though, because some of our road trips have been opportunities for me to grow and it has come out of me not always doing the right thing. So for example, when we got partway to Colorado and I discovered my husband had left my two suitcases at home by accident. And so I had nothing. (laughs) I had I had some clothes in a duffel bag, but I didn't have makeup or anything. And I, I don't think my reaction was great in the moment. I don't remember it being positive, but I do remember later thinking I overreacted. So in the moment when you discovered your husband had strapped things in such a way that you lost a lot of your stuff, what was your reaction? You know, I wasn't mad at him because I don't think I even took the time to think that far ahead to, well, (laughs) if he would have tied it different, I just was so upset over the fact that things weren't going the way I had planned them because, you know, things are supposed (laughs) to go just like we planned them. Right. And, you know, here's all this luggage being towed behind that now I have to fit inside the car with my poor kids And all that they have in there, they could barely breathe as it was, you know, and then realizing I don't even have my luggage Mm -hmm. and then finding my luggage and finding (laughs) it in the situation I was in. I was just so angry that I don't even remember like thinking to blame anyone. Mm -hmm. I was just so angry at the situation. And, and my daughter, my oldest daughter that was with us, um, the youngest of my biological, but the oldest one that was with us, she just remembers it in such a way because she says, mom, you were just stomping across that highway like a (laughs) crazy person, you know, and I was just so angry. And then, you know, cars honking at you and swerving around you. That just makes you angrier because I (laughs) can't you see that my clothes are, um, you know, (laughs) don't you understand what we're going through over here? So I just was just full of anger, really with not any blame, Mm -hmm. because I hadn't even taken the time to think that far into it. I was just reacting in anger that things were disrupting my plan Mm -hmm. is pretty much what it was. Yeah. So that's actually, that's super insightful because sometimes we do react to circumstances and I do jump sometimes to blaming a person, even though I know that isn't the case. It's just, they're the closest person to me. So after you played this game of Frogger, getting all of your stuff back, how did you make it better? Like, how did you move forward in your vacation? You know, we all have, at least I pray that everyone has, it's my prayer for everyone to have those moments where God just literally is on your shoulder speaking to you. I've had a few of those moments in my life where it is as if he is right next to me speaking in my ear and I clearly hear his voice. And when I threw those clothes in the car and slammed, it had a, my van had one of those um, sliding doors that if you just touch it a little bit, it'll continue to close on its own kind of thing. (laughs) But oh no, at at that particular moment, I was slamming that little (laughs) thing shut, you know? And then just as I put my hand on the door handle and opened the door, I glanced back at, at my kids in the back and, and then I kind of glanced over at my husband and it all happened. It seemed like just in an instant. 
And I just saw their faces, you know, like, oh no, you know, you could just tell they were just like dreading whatever was coming next for me. And in that instant, you know, God said to me just as clearly as if you were standing there on the side of the road with me, the way you react in this moment is going to, you know, make or break your vacation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, choose your response wisely. And I just looked at all of them. And what they expected me to do was continue yelling for the next eight hours, probably the whole two weeks, you know, but I just busted up laughing. And when I did, it's like the air just deflated from the car, you you know, and oh my goodness, we laughed and we laughed and we laughed eight hours of laughing. Now, did we have to do some shopping when we got there? Absolutely. And then that night, my daughter came out and in one of her bags, she had a shirt And the way it had been folded, it had kind of gotten messed up in the drag. And it looked like a bullet had shot her (laughs) shirt. And so we we got another laugh, you know, just what it was doing to the clothing. But we had a laugh-filled trip when typically with me, that would have been one of the most miserable car rides Mm -hmm. that my family could have ever, ever undergone. So, and we look back at that with laughter all the time. And Mm -hmm. so does so many people in our community because it, you know, I posted on Facebook, I actually spoke (laughs) about it at a women's conference once and shared. And the funny part that I don't tell in the book is that I I did hurl that suitcase over to the side. And I want you to know that for about three years after that, we would drive down that highway on our way to LA or, you know, wherever (laughs) there's my suitcase on the side, (laughs) just getting more decrepit, more sun damage more <laughs> and it became a real like hunt people would drive down that highway oh I saw your suitcase you know it just became this thing but you know every so often I would have my husband stop and I'd get out and take a picture with it or something and it, it kind of is like that's our baggage right right and how many times do we keep going back to our baggage yeah in our life you know and so finally I picked it up one day on the side of the highway and I put it in my car. I had a, a, a women's conference I was going to speak at. So I told this whole story about what happened to me. And I shared some scriptures and, you know, talked about what God had taught me. And then I pulled out that old decrepit bag and my underwear are still attached to them. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And I just had the best time showing that and everybody just roared. And in place of that, I revealed this cross that my husband had built and it says focus forward on it because I told them, you know, we don't need to keep going back to our baggage, those things that we've grown up learning or whatever. Let's focus forward and try to change those things that set us off. And, and, you know, as my husband took that cross out and planted it on the side of the highway where the suitcase used to be. And so for many years it was there and truck drivers would take pictures of it and send it to me. And it was just so fun, but (laughs) About two months ago, there was a sign on it when we went by and they were the Caltrans or whatever was removing it. So mm-hmm. this past week when I went by, it's gone. But it just became something so much bigger than that trip to me, you know, yeah. but it's all about listening when God speaks to you and not being so caught up in your anger that you can't admit that the things I do and the way I respond are not appropriate and I need to make mm-hmm. a change, you know? So that's kind of what I learned from, from that experience. That is so good. Cause there are so Thank many you. times where we have those moments 
And it's it's like it's I don't know what it is, the instinct or the impulsiveness, I guess, is what it is that kicks in. And so I can totally relate when you talk about anger because there are so many moments that I'd love to go back and undo. It would have made something more fun. It would have saved a relationship. I look at so many things like that. What has God taught you in this whole process of learning how to respond? I think the first step in learning how to respond is to admit that you have an issue that needs response you know, a change in response. Um, When you grow up kind of in an angry environment, anger just kind of comes to you and Mm -hmm. it's how you respond. And I get that what you say about, you know, you wish so many times you could have responded differently. But you know, in that moment, when I listened to God, and when I did something out of my norm, and I saw the response, and I felt that joy from the laughter and just you know, not being angry. Um, it just really spoke to my heart and told me, you know, I can change. I'm not, you know, sometimes they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks or whatever that little, yes, you can. (laughs) If God is with you and you have a heart's desire to make a different, you know, choice in your life and the way you respond, you absolutely can. But are you perfect? No. Do you still get angry? Yes. Do you respond inappropriately sometimes? Absolutely. But you give yourself grace and you just keep going back to God, you know, Mm -hmm. and when you do it right, you praise yourself. It's okay, ladies, to praise yourself, you know, give yourself a pat on the back and say, okay, that time I got it better. That time I did it right. That time my family won't look back and remember that as, you know, so, (laughs) um, but I really could have had our first quote unquote family vacation with these kids just be a nightmare, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. with my attitude. So God has just taught me that I can change that I'm, I'm, I'm um, able to and worthy of making a change in my life to respond differently as much as possible. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I've watched that same look on my husband's face before when he has to give me some news. Um, Like, recently, when he had to come tell me that they weren't going to be able to fix our well, and we were going to need to come up with some money. And he has this pause of like, he tells it, and then he waits. Uh-huh. And then I, I've actually started to enjoy the look of shock that comes on his face when I say, all right, well, let's pray about it and see what God does. Because he's like, this is not the person I know. I was yes. waiting for the meltdown. <laughs> yes, yes, I totally get that. My husband just did that to me this morning. And it wasn't something that would make me angry, but he knew it was something that was sad in me. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he got to the store this morning and he was just kind of going through his, you know, sitting there going through his social media. And he saw that Prince Philip died this morning mm-hmm. and he knew that that was going to break my heart because mm-hmm. I just have a fondness for that old fellow. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but he reminds me of someone. I don't know. But, yeah. So I walked in there and I sat down and he never said a word to me about it. And mm-hmm. then I was scrolling through, you know, my Facebook and I saw that and I go, Oh no. Mm. And he said, Oh honey, by the way, you know, he yeah. waited for something else to tell me because he didn't want to break it to me, but I get that, uh, you know, yeah. and, and sometimes that look on their face is the trigger to get you to think, Oh, 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 I need right. to be careful about how I it respond is. right now because they're expecting a blow up. And so maybe right. I shouldn't do that. So yeah. yeah, thank you for, thank you for making me feel like I'm not alone in that because yes. sometimes, 
you know, sometimes you feel like you're the only angry person on the planet and everybody else is just so sweet. And, and how come I'm so, you know, but that's not it. That's not true. Yeah. So. Well, and my kids are adults now they're married. And so there are times we have conversations where I say to them, here's something I wish we, I had done differently, you know, because then I can be honest with them. So that part of my healing is giving them the opportunity to acknowledge, yeah, that wasn't the way you should have handled mm-hmm. that. Um, because they sort of have to suppress that too. Like, you know, how do I bring this up with my mom that I have some childhood memories that mm-hmm. I'd like to undo. So those conversations are good. I'm I'm looking at where you're sitting as we're doing the interview. And it reminds me of the conversation we started off air about how you're moving and the house you're moving into isn't ready. And so you have a car full of boxes. I can see a couple in the background. Mm-hmm. How did you react to this situation when you found out that you did not have your house ready in time and you're essentially homeless right now? Yeah, it's and, and this has real been a real test of my patience because, you know, we're having this home build in um, another state and we put ours for sale, but it's sold in six days. So it's like, <laughs> oh, goodness. So, you know, every time I talk to the builders, they push our date out mm-hmm. a little further. And so I was getting really upset about it because, you know, it's not going according to my plan. And I think that's so often why we get upset mm-hmm. because we are planners and check off the box people. And when it doesn't work that way, uh, you know, right. So I have finally... I, I, I did have a couple of times when I just really got upset about it, but I have finally just gotten this piece about it that, you know what, it'll be ready when it's ready. God knows what he's doing. He doesn't need me to be in charge. And in the meantime, we have this beautiful RV and this beautiful campground that we can stay in and life is good. And I don't need to be getting up in the mix of it. And getting upset with these people are not going to make them want to hurry up and finish my house right. anymore. So uh, the last conversation I had, the actual builder called me because the other person, I think, didn't really want to call me anymore. <laughs> and I just was as sweet as I could be to that man. And he told me after our conversation that he might just be able to move up our timeline a little. So see, uh, um, yeah, so I'm just kind of like, I've let it go. and. Um, It'll be when it is, you know, and in the meantime, I get to be up here in God's beautiful, you know, forest and enjoy this. And so I'm just going to count my blessings instead of counting off the days that things aren't going my way. You know, a lot of it is just how we choose to look at something. It is. You know, so. Yeah. And it's not about minimizing our struggle or our disappointment, but just seeing that there still is something good in the middle of it. And that changes. So everything doesn't look all ruined. It's just that something about the plan is ruined. Yes. Yes. But see, my daughter's getting married to Texas. So my original plan was to be in my home, be there, (laughs) host the rehearsal dinner there, you know, just, oh, it was going to be beautiful. But I have had to just let go of all of that. And we have had to make other arrangements. And you know what? Those arrangements are perfectly fine. And she's going to have a beautiful day. And it isn't going to matter if I'm in my house or not. So yeah, we're recording this three weeks before that date. So I can see how that's not going to happen. Nope, not going to happen. That's okay. Yes. 
Yeah, so that, that really is the whole heart of why I started writing about Life Repurposed and had a podcast and then eventually this compilation book is that whole thing of helping others learn through our stories when we can be honest and transparent, then someone else says, okay, it's okay for me to start working on my stuff because first I can see what God is doing in that person and second, there's still a work in progress and so that's okay. We're always a work in progress. And I think that's another thing we kind of have to come to terms with because mm-hmm. when we're perfectionists and we realize there's something wrong, we, oh, I you know, shouldn't be getting angry like this. Okay, well, I'm going to pray and God's going to help me and I'm going to fix it and I'm going to be this perfect person who never gets angry. And that's not ever going to happen. So we just have to learn to live in the grace that God gives us. Mm-hmm. And every day is a new day. And, you know, we can't try to be... different than we, we are a product of everything that's happened to us up until this Mm -hmm. moment. So that doesn't go away, but we can, we can make a lot of changes and change the way we respond to things. I can so relate to the passage from the Apostle Paul in Romans, where he writes about why do I do the things that I don't want to do? When it's like, essentially, a summary of it is, I know what I'm supposed to do, and I don't do it. Mm -hmm. And so I I struggle with that sometimes, and I have a feeling there's some listeners that are listening and having that guilt feeling of, I know what I want to do, but I'm still struggling with it. So what kind of words of encouragement do you have to the listener who's saying, I'm trying not to be angry, but I got angry yesterday? Mm -hmm. That's me. I try every day (laughs) not to get angry. And some days I do, and some days I don't. And like I said earlier, it's just letting go of your expectation to be something you're never going to be and just allow God to work in you because God's plans for us are far greater than anything we could have mapped out for ourselves and his plans for us include the things he wants us to do, but also who he wants us to be. And Mm -hmm. so when we got out of the way from trying to control and make, you know, this 100% change in our life and just let him get in there and work, he can do so much more. And it's a, it's a slow and steady thing. You're not going to look in the mirror the next day and say, okay, I'm no longer an angry person. <laughs> um, but you're going to notice over the course of time as you pray and seek him about it. That's the number one mm-hmm. thing. You know, you have to pray and seek. And there's a lot of repenting that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Because every time you mess up, you need to be, hey, you know, Lord, forgive me for this. You know, and also that repenting, ex- extending that to the people whom your words might cause harm mm-hmm. to you know, and that's a humbling experience because sometimes you have to go to people you don't really want to go to and say, Hey, you know, I didn't respond the right way. Forgive me for that. This is, this is what I meant to say, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and saying it in a different way and just letting God do his work in his timing and just trusting in him that he has it under control. And when we stop trying to control everything, then he can do, you know, what he needs to do in us. But, you know, we have to learn how also to communicate with people in a way that doesn't seem harsh and abrasive. And so, you know, that takes time. And learning to, like you said about your husband, learning to recognize the signals in other people Mm -hmm. that might say, okay, you're not really responding the way they need you to right now. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to their body language. Pay attention to what they're saying back to notice when you're not responding in a way that's appropriate. But just don't yeah. give up because the change is there. Um, and the days you do well, and the days you respond to something really negative in a, in a better fashion, 
you know, be grateful for that and, and yeah. you know, treasure that and, and go forward and use that to encourage you for the next day. Cause there's always the next day. God's mercies are new every morning. So we can start uh-huh. over. Thank you, I've Lord. Also, yes, thank you. And I do thank him when I can keep my mouth closed or I can respond in a better way. I thank him for that because I know that my own self-control is weak. And so it's a God thing when there's some control that happens. I've also learned to not use excuses as much as I used to because I used to use an excuse like, well, this was what was modeled for me or this is what happens when life is this frustrating and I would have a reason for why I had a right to have a meltdown. And I've learned that those excuses are not super helpful. Oh, yeah. I think my my adult children have taught me that because I'm like, well, you know, I was raised in an angry home. I was in a domestic violence marriage, you know all these things. And then I have one of my kids that said to me that, yeah, I was there too. And Mm. I've chosen not to be, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Yeah. Lesson learned. Yeah. So, you know, you just have to stop focusing on what happened to you in the past and focus Mm -hmm. on, you know, what God has for you in the future. And if you look for your blessings every day, instead of focusing on the negative, that helps you to be in a, a better frame of mind because you're concentrating on the good things. And it all goes back to, to me, it all goes back to Philippians 4, 8. And mm-hmm. I just summarized that, you know, thinking on whatever's lovely, whatever's pure, you know, all of that. I just say, think on the good stuff. That's yeah. what I call it. And <laughs> I have literally stopped myself, you know, mid thought and said, nope, Philippians 4, 8, I got to think on the good stuff. And, and I have the power to kind of change the course of, of where my mind's going. Because whatever's up here mm-hmm. is going to slip right out here mm-hmm. if we don't change, right. you know. So we need to change what's going on up here so that what comes out of here is a little more fruitful and a little more positively effective. Yeah. So that's kind of the scripture I go to to kind of change when I'm having a, you know, kind of a yucky thought. Yeah, time, I love that know. application. I've always used that verse as more of a filter of what I let into my mind. So mm-hmm. whatever's lovely, whatever is true, whatever's pure, but it's actually way better to think about it in terms of what comes from my mind out of my mouth. So I love that application and how you've shared that. Thank you. You have resources. You have a wonderful website, MomSense Incorporated or MomSenseInc.org. Yes. And you have some books. So tell us about your writing a little bit and about the ministry you have. Okay. Um, I have written two devotionals. Uh, Pondering Virtue is my first one and Whispered Grace is my second. And they're just little like daily devotionals. Most of them are, they come from experiences in my life. And, you know, I've added some scripture and some questions at the end, just, you know, for like, if you wanted to do one a day or however mm-hmm. you wanted to do it, but I just have to get, that's how I process things. I write them out. So that's how they came to be. Um, and then I'm working on a third one and it's all about parenting and I'm titling it angry mom. So <laughs> that, ought be, that ought to be interesting, you know, angry mom, how to change, you know, I don't know that's what the good. little subtitle will be, but yeah. Um, so I'm working on those and, um, mom sense is a ministry that I founded several years ago. We started out as just a social media ministry, you know, offering devotions, offering, um, just encouragement, support, prayer, those kind of things. And then we started adding some events to, 
to that, some, you know, physical events that people could come to conferences, things like that. And uh, now we have a full on center where we mm-hmm. offer um, small group facilitation for like parenting, addiction, recovery, anger management, grief, depression, domestic violence support groups, things like that. Individual counseling. We have an actual physical location where we do that in California and I'm moving to Texas and I've already kind of got it in the works where, you know, we're hoping to expand over there, but we do, we do um, host our own conferences and we do go out and, you know, speak at other conferences and things like that. But it started out kind of just from parenting, you know, mom type Mm -hmm. things, but it's expanded to just be a women's ministry, um, kind of a support kind of thing. And we do have a website and we do have um, blogs on our website and, and we do post things that are coming up and such. So you can always get information there and we have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. And so, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing. The Lord has just taken it and done with it, you know, um, great things that I didn't expect. So it's just really awesome to be able to just make a difference in someone's life. And uh, that's what we try to do, you know, sharing a little bit of what we've gone through in the hopes that it'll help someone else have hope to, to, mm-hmm. you know, make a change. That's great. So it's it's like the news headline would read from Betty's baggage to mom sense ministry. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Thank you. That's great. But yeah, you know, it's just taking your life experiences. They don't, they don't mean anything if we don't share them, mm-hmm. you know, if we don't, um, offer that to someone else so that they can be encouraged and then they can then encourage someone else. And it's really Mm -hmm. just like a ripple in a pond. We have that, we have that power to make that impact on women in our community and in our world just by, you know, sharing what God has done in in our lives. So I feel very strongly about that. And um, that's kind of why I chose this particular story to have in, in um, the book. And I thank you so much for just even allowing that opportunity. It's such a a beautiful book and, and such great stories. And I think it's going to bless a lot of people. I hope so, because I was blessed by reading all of your stories in there. So for those listening, if you want to find Betty's website, I will link up to momsenseinc.org in the show notes. So that will be there as well. So as we wrap up, Betty, what would you like to leave with our listeners? Just um, never give up on yourself and always, always, always know that God has you in the palm of his hand and he is going to take care of you and you can do all things through his strength. And even when it seems insurmountable, even if it seems like it's something you've lived with your whole life and never been able to change, with God's help, you can make a change and just have that hope. And have that knowledge that uh, he walks beside you. And when you hear his voice, listen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing that today and for joining us from your transition on your move. And I'll be praying for you that all of these details work out. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm just leaving it up to the Lord and just enjoying it. And um, we'll see what God has for us next. But also one other thing, if you hop over to our website, there is a free uh, Bible study download that you're welcome to click on and download for free and share it. It's the women before us. It's about four of the women in the Bible. And um, I've used it for group studies and, and things like that. It's it's not too, too heavy. It's mm-hmm. kind of a, 
you know, a lighthearted look at how those women aren't really that much different than we are today, you know, and the things we go through. So I encourage you to hop over and, and check that one out for yourself. Perfect. We'll do that because then we can sign up for your list and we can get more info from you as you send it out. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Well, you have a blessed rest of your day. Thank you. You too. God bless you. That was such a fun interview talking with Betty, and I hope you enjoyed it too. You will find the links we talked about in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 104, and that's where I'll have links to Betty's website, Betty's Facebook group, her books, all of the things that we talked about there. You will also find information there about the Life Repurpose book that Betty's story appears in. And if you would like to join the Life Repurposed Facebook community, I would love to have you part of our group where you can connect with more people who are living a life repurposed. Thank you so much for being with me this week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.